Hello and welcome to the QRS podcast, the quirky random shit show. My name is Jacob and I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts RJ and Caleb. What's going on? Hi. Um, so this is a podcast, you know, quirky random shit show. We're just talking about anything and everything. Today's episode, it's going to be a little bit about just us. You know, it's going to be a shorter episode. The uh, other episodes, they're going to have like uh, three or four different topics, maybe two. It just depends how big the topic is. And uh, it'll be a little bit longer of an episode. But for now, we're just going to tell you a little bit about us. And we're going to be using this game without actually playing the game um, called... We're not really strangers. We're not really strangers, and uh, it's just card questions to kind of break the ice, and then we'll go on to tell, you know, a little bit more about us. I I think we should probably tell a little more about us beforehand and then get into the questions, but, so, who wants to start? Uh, my name's Jacob, I'm 31, and I'm a writer, um, and we decided to do this just as something fun, and as the title suggests, random and quirky, you know? So, and I'm Caleb. I'm 29. I'm a gardener and an artist. Um, I'm RJ. I'm 19, and I am into everything. But I work at Walmart. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so who wants to start with the first questions? You, you know, I, why don't you go ahead and start? Alrighty. Um, so the first one, just because I showed you guys it already, you know, because we're recording on my phone, um, um, okay, I, I guess I didn't grab it, so it says, what does my phone wallpaper tell you about me? So, uh, it tells me you're... I don't know, crazy. I'd say crazy. Uh, my wallpaper is... Yeah, yeah. Uh, For context, it's yeah. a raccoon holding a gun. And a flannel, to be fair, and he's adorable. And I named him Rico. Oh, you have his name? Yeah, that's Rico. Oh, okay. All my, like, friends, like, from work, they all know Rico. See, I name things. Like, I name plants. I name, like, my little art uh, like the figurine dolls that you position and you draw and all that stuff, but I don't think I'd name a picture. Uh, it, it just fit, you know. People are like, "What's like that raccoon?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "That's that's Rico, and he's cute, but he's thug, you he's know. Thug. He's thug. I mean, he's just a baby raccoon holding a gun, but it's yeah. okay. I, I mean, mean, I name my guns, I name my cars, I name everything too, oh, yeah. you know. Like everything gets a name, and you know, if it if it holds any kind of value you know to what's me. Funny? And I feel like this is different depending on, like, I don't know. I have a theory that this is dependent on, like, uh, gender and sexual identity. Okay. And maybe I'm wrong. Everything I name or most of what I has a male name because I'm gay. And I so, like, like, I name everything male names. My cars. Like, everyone, has, like, guys call their cars by women's names. My truck's name's Darlene. Man. You know, yeah, Darlene. Name, male I, name. I, I, I name everything, like, it just depends. You know, I, it, it sounds weird, but without that being a masculine or feminine object, I, I kind of picture, you know, what I think it is. Like, you know. Yeah. If I fight, if it's like, oh, Darlene, that's my truck. She's, she's, that's my girl. You know, that's my truck. You know. Right. That's you what know? I'm saying. Like, but you're not like, gonna, 
an attachment, an emotional kind of attachment. I think people just kind of automatically make those connections. Yeah, but with like Rico, you know, the raccoon on the wallpaper, if 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 he was a person, that'd be my little brother, you know, like my little brother. He's he's my he's my little homie. Okay. You know, that's my that's my guy. I yeah, that's you interesting. Know, you know, it uh, just depends how I look at it. Wallpaper is this. It's just the orange and blue circle? It, it, it's the default wallpaper, if I'm not mistaken. It is a default. I, I got it several weeks ago, and I still have not changed the wallpaper. With that, I, I feel procrastinator. like... Procrastination. Procrastination, sure. On top of that, I, I feel like he puts... He, you know, a wallpaper is kind of silly. You know, it can be a silly thing. It can be meaningful to you know your pictures, your family, whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's just a phone. A lot of people look at their phone constantly, but you're, you're not on your phone that much. Yeah. It's not like it matters. Yeah, so it kind of tells you, you know, like you have higher priorities than sitting there scrolling, like, oh, what do I want my wallpaper to be? Yeah, you know, I, I ran across that lazy. picture. And, yeah. I was gonna say it makes me lazy. I haven't yeah, customized I mean, my phone, but yeah, so like procrastinating like is a nicer way yeah. of saying it. I like uh, I like higher priorities. I yeah, that's what I'm gonna tell people. Yeah, this is my wallpaper, and for since uh, we're on a podcast, you can't see it. It's um, it's Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft and and witches. It's a I triple like that. goddess. Yeah, like well, it's it's supposed yeah. to be Hecate, but well, she's, she's, she's a triple, triple goddess. goddess. She's the maiden yeah. mother crone and and Greek. Mythology and everything, so I like that. I like basically, that. it's because I'm a witch, I'm a practicing witch, and she she's one of my main deities I work with and means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah I, I think it says you're spiritual, creative, you know. And that that's another thing. Like if we if we don't talk a whole lot about like religious stuff in this podcast, that's that's mainly because we all kind of have different views on things. Um, and religious is kind of a religion's kind of a touchy subject for some people, you know. And it, like we we plan on talking a little bit about it possibly, but of course we're gonna put disclaimers in it. Like you That's know, I, I'm kind of you know yeah, it just random random stuff. Like uh, I, I'm I'm not necessarily sure what I am, but I, I practice mainly witchcraft. And Caleb here, he he uh, what would what would you what would you call you? if you had to put a label on it? What would you call yourself? I would just say pagan. Pagan. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, with with your wallpaper, you know, I, I feel like from an outsider perspective, you kind of look at it as like if that's your main deity of worship, you uh, you you kind of hold, you know, you of course you hold her to a high high standard and all, and you that's kind of a way to you see her, you know, you think it's interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, you can always kind of say like. You know, you like you, you know, just like people say, "Well, God's with me at all times." You know, for instance. I got heck of Yeah, you know, I call her up whenever I need her. All right, you want to go to the next question? Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so I figured this one would be a good one because it'll give us a bit of bit of information about each other. Um, what am I most qualified to give advice about? So I figured we'd each say what we think, like we're most qualified to give advice about. Uh-huh. I think that, yeah. You want to go ahead and start with it? I mean, if I was to talk about Caleb and RJ, I feel like most qualified Caleb would be most qualified to give advice about gardening. Like, 
knows so much about plants, knows a lot about about planting and about gardening itself. And then RJ, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of different things you could probably give a lot of information on, but I feel like one would definitely be like probably I know I know you like to talk about um like machinery and stuff like that. Yeah. And then history. Like, I know, I know you really like history and everything, so I feel like that'd be something you'd be really qualified to give advice about. Yeah, that's something I could, I could give advice about. Yeah. Most of the time when I'm talking, it, like, to give advice, it's usually on, like, like I'm just, like, my whole family's therapist. And yeah. it's, it's, it sucks, but it's also, like, comforting that they come to me for advice. But, like, any, like, stranger, it'd probably be, like, history stuff, you know, and, you know machinery stuff just things yeah. i'm interested in that's my that's my issue I, I got a lot of information about random stuff because i'm always looking into everything you know yeah i think that's a good answer i think you know especially like machinery and mechanics and that kind of stuff and that's one of those things that like either you really know about it or you have absolutely no clue how yeah. any of it works that's what, like machinery like um like uh mach- machinist use and all and like making making parts and everything I can tell you about but the biggest thing I don't know shit about cars you know so like I'm not I'm not a big I'm not one of those big headed people who's like I know everything I'll tell you I am completely dumb on that subject like if if it's car troubles I'll troubleshoot it with you otherwise you know I I got basic knowledge past that talk to a mechanic cuz I could not I could not right. tell you someone who has that knowledge I think that, like, I think gardening is probably where I was going to go with it, for myself anyway. Um, Partially because I really enjoy it, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. And then partially because I'm not sure what else I would give advice on. Um, And, you know, I don't really feel super comfortable giving anyone advice. I mean, if it's an emotional thing... Then, you know, I'm there for you, and I will kind of try and, and walk through that. But I don't know. I just feel like it's, you've still got a lot to learn, a lot to experience, and I just don't know. But I would that's, say... Go ahead. That's the same way with me. It's like I I understand people's emotions very well. So I, I try and reflect back what they're feeling when I'm talking to them. So I think that's why I'm good at talking to people about like current issues. Like I've never, I've never been married. I've never went through a divorce, but my, my buddy, he's going through a divorce right now and his ex-wife is like just completely off the chain, you know, nothing against her. It could be anything, you know, emotions, you can't help how you feel. could be something mental, you know, or just, it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And he comes to me for all the advice on it. And it's like I'm I'm 19 years old, but but it's like I I got a I got a good perspective on like how things work, and well, and I know. think a lot of times a good way to handle those situations is if you don't know, like you said, be a mirror. Yeah, exactly. Re- just know, reflect back. Let them see themselves or yeah. their you know what I'm their saying. situation. Like, let it, Come back to them. When they're, like, angry, talking to you, like, I just can't believe this. It's like, I understand that. But at the same time, you don't know what they're feeling, Uh you know. Or, I can't believe this happened. Well, it happened for some reason, you know. 
Hey, you got to look at it deeper when you're in that kind of headspace. You you don't you don't think deeper, mm-hmm. and that's where that that's another thing. Like when I'm talking to people, I know when to be like brutally honest and when not to. So like with my sister and everything she's going through, she doesn't like hearing the straight like facts of how things are going. You know, she's not one to open her eyes to the situation she's going through. So I, I, I keep it sweet, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree with her on things and then I'll tell her like, hey, I really think you need to be doing this, you know, to care, care for these people instead of prioritizing, say, this person. But with like, you know, with my buddies and all, I'll be brutally honest. I'm like, look, man, you, you're completely wrong. Uh, you know, the way you're approaching this, you need to, you need to look at it differently and realize how your emotions are also affecting, say, this person, mm-hmm. you know, which that, that, that can be hard to do. So it's like, I have to know you to kind of mm-hmm. help you. Well, and I'd say, you know, as far as Jacob goes, I'd say he gets that emotional part really well, the, the mm-hmm. emotional advice. And then, of course, you know, any kind of, like, psychic, tarot. Yeah, definitely. Know, things like that. I but was I kind of going to go with both of those into, like, the intuitiveness and just kind of, like, the, the, I don't know. I don't know if I would say spiritual wisdom, but the emotional way, wisdom, I think I would say. The way I always put it, and I always hate putting this term on it because a lot of people, like, get big headed when they when they call themselves this is it's like we have very empathic yeah characteristics i i don't call myself an empath because i'm not one to confirm or deny that right but like <clears throat> just even with random people just understanding their feelings feeling their energies you know like that's why i didn't like working like customer service so much was because I'd have people come in and just spill their life stories to me. Like, I was working at the Norwood store one time, and this lady came in, and I was I asked her if she wanted a bag for her stuff, told her her amount, and she started crying. She was like, you sound just like my father, you know, who just passed away. You know, which, that that's its own thing. But we talked for, like, 15 minutes, you know, 15, 30 minutes, just... You know, and I was just kind of yeah helping her. You know, yeah, that's really sweet. And I, it, it's like it's it's a blessing, but it can also it can also kind of be, be way heavy on you. Yeah, because like just that constant like you know you always have everyone else's energies and feelings on you. Yeah, and that really messes with your own flow of things, which I I feel like you kind of get that too. Yeah, because it's almost like you know? people are almost like orbit towards you you know like they're yeah. pulled towards you and they're like i don't know why i'm even telling you this yeah like, I've had that's that so what many i hear times it's yeah. like I, I don't know why i'm telling you this i'm sorry and it's like it, it's okay it's it's okay i and understand it's so strange yeah and then but it yeah, is definitely it's, it's heavy and weighs on you and can drain you because unless you really know how to deal with that kind of issue because that if something in your personal life sort of reflects what that person is going through it can definitely bring that up in you and trigger you and you have to deal with that kind of stuff. And then with the with the tarot readings, it's like, if I'm doing tarot readings, I do a pretty good job at it. But 
you know, you've been practicing it a lot longer and you just have a better understanding of the cards and reflecting yeah. it back onto that person. Been practicing you know? for 19 years, so. See, and I've only been practicing for, well, when we when we first meet. You oh, know, it's been it was, about six years, five or six years, I think. So that was when I, you know, started. You guys kind of opened me up to that, which it was really nice. I don't know if I've ever thanked you guys for that, but it really pushed me towards kind of enlightenment on things, you know. Yeah. Definitely gardening, gardening with you and, like, I don't know, definitely Stardew Valley. I love Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I haven't played it in so long, so, like, I'm like... You know, when we're playing, I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Your your question. Um, we'll go with, what do you think is your defining characteristic? So I would say that my defining characteristic right now mm-hmm. has been, um, A failure to stick to things or to kind of really figure them out. So, like, I'll have an interest, I'll get into it, and then, you know, something comes up. You have to know something. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that they just don't teach you how to do. And so, you know, when I've come to that where do you find some of this information, you know, some of these things. And so I'll just move on to the next interest or something, which is something that I want to change. I want to move through these things. If these, you know, if I have interests like starting a, a shop or, you know, a small business of some kind, that's something that I want to get through. And so I'm working on it, but that's definitely what I think is kind of dominating my life right now. I understand. I'm, like I said, you know, when we did the practice run with the episode and all, you know, I, I I talked about how, like, with my ADHD, I'm like, I want to learn this, I want to learn that. And then I'm like, oh, okay, it's been a week, I'm done. You right. know? And that, that really takes effect on, like, I get overwhelmed easily. So, like, things that are happening in my life control the biggest part of which way I want to go, especially career-wise. And, like, I'm always changing my mind. Anything I want to do, I'm always changing my mind on and just, bless you, <laughs> always, uh, <laughs> uh, just kind of always changing my direction. Uh-huh. You know? I don't, I, I don't know if I'd say that's my defining characteristic, but I understand where you're coming from. Right. It's like, just things change and you change with it. And uh-huh. certain things you always keep in the back of your mind, like, I, I do want to do this right. and when it comes time. And that's the thing, like, that's why I try not to stress about it, even though it's very stressful. It's like... If it's meant to happen, it'll come with the time that it needs to, you know? Yeah, I think but, there's part of that. But then there's also the part of, like, you have to you have, you to have take to, action yeah. to get something if you really want it. Yeah, it's like when you finally see that opportunity, because sometimes those opportunities aren't present, so you can't, mm-hmm. you can't approach it at that yeah. time. But once that opportunity hits, you you got you to gotta go then, you know, whether right. you're ready or not, just, you know dive in yeah your defining characteristic I would, I would say my defining characteristic like I don't know if this is exactly what the question is entailing but I would say when people first meet me they, they see how quiet I am and just how 
like, like there are people who either assume I'm just too shy or people who assume I'm an asshole and like, don't think I just, just don't want to talk to them or anything. Like that's how I met two of my best friends. Like they both thought I was kind of uh, an asshole because I was like staring off in the distance and apparently I had a resting bitch face and they were like, oh, this guy's a dick. And then they started talking to me and they were, they were good, you know, but I think mainly what I do, I just sit back and and observe most of the time. I'm not really a person to step in and take take part, part in the show. I just more am an observer. Your silence. Yeah. yeah. Silence and I think that's difficult. silence is my is my defining characteristic. Yeah. I can understand. I was I was kind of thinking the same thing with mine in a way, you know, like a lot of people they think, you know, like I'm an asshole or, you know, I'm just quiet. And you guys you guys know I'm, I'm yeah. nowhere near nowhere near quiet. It's just, you know, with, like, my social anxiety and all, I'm just, like, I'm not a people person. You know, and I, and I don't make the first move to know someone. And See, that's I funny just kind of observe. Go ahead, sorry. Well, if I was going to say something along those lines, I'd say my my defining characteristic in that regard is probably more of, like, a forwardness. Like a yeah. strange kind of, like, up front, you know, just tell it how I feel. You're You're, like, the most extroverted introvert i know mm-hmm. you know I, I i don't like i don't know if you consider yourself an introvert like I do. the way the way you carry your day-to-day you're very introverted but when it comes time you're very you know you can be very extroverted you it's know? weird it, it's like you're very i wouldn't want to call it hot and cold because uh-huh. it's not the same but it, it's it's like it's something that i've kind of struggled with you know um I've, I I went through early life quiet, and then, you know, things kind of fell into place. Uh, I found my people, and I found my voice, and it was strange because at that point it was just kind of like, okay, well, I can do it now, and I can go, you know, and so from then I have. See, me, it was like, I was always kind of like, extroverted want to get to know people and everything but just like with over time it's like i'm i'm much different than a lot of people you know like your regular crowd and like so it's like i find more peace and silence than anything like Mm -hmm. if you know if i'm in a room full of people sure i'm anxious but i feel a lot better just being able to stay in my own little bubble you know than having to like, uh, for instance, you know, it's kind of strange to say, but at, uh, at Grandpa's funeral, you know, um, all these people I haven't seen since I was very, very young, you know, uh-huh. like, <laughs> very small, you know, they were all coming up, hugging me, talking to me, and everything, and it's like, I, I, I appreciate it, don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate, you know, you know, your condolences and all, but... I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> Very overwhelmed. Right. Well, I mean, you know. you know, when, you know, everybody's gone through funerals and those kind of things. That yeah. is a lot. Yeah. It is. And, it and is, even then, that's when I more want to be in my bubble. Right. I, I'm better with my thoughts than hearing everyone else, you know. Uh-huh. It's like, I, I appreciate your concerns, but I deal with it my own way, and that's right. why. Just 
being quiet, thinking, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I don't talk a lot to people because when I talk, I expect deep, meaningful conversation and small talk's just not my thing. I don't want to sit there and talk to you for 20 minutes about the weather. Right. I want to, I want to be able to take information and give information mm-hmm. all in the same conversation. It's almost like you guys were talking about extroverted introverts. I think I'm more of an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. Because I enjoy being around people and I enjoy being part of the part of everything. I just like to be quiet while I'm doing it and just enjoy watching other people enjoy themselves. Uh-huh. I like that. Like I like that about life. That's I like, like being able to experience it. Type. Like yeah. Like I'm not really sure I don't I like I don't feel like I can't be around people. Like yeah, I have anxiety and things like that, but I feel like I have to charge. I have to recharge. But once I'm recharged, I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's. I want to see people enjoying themselves. I want to be mm-hmm. out there and hear people, what they have to say. I don't necessarily have to take part in it, but I like being there and observing it. I, I can agree with that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do enjoy that myself, but it's like I, I'm not one to take part unless it's with my group, you know, my group of people. If I'm there with my group of people, I'll probably be more open. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and then, it, you know. Like, I like getting to know people as well. I like that conversation of when you first meet someone. And, you know, someone, especially when, like, you, you size them up totally wrong, you talk to them, and it's like, wow, this this blows my mind. Because I, I wouldn't have thought in a million years that you were this kind of person when you're, you know, when I thought you would be, right. you know, like... Well, uh, I think that's another part that plays into my, I guess, unique way of being is that when I am around people, I'm generally very positive about people. And so, like, when I size people up, I'm always thinking, like, oh, you know, here's a new friend. Here's a new great, you know, good person. You know, I think people are are inherently good. And so I have this kind of, like, oh, we're going to be great. We're going to be, you know. And and so I think that I kind of jump into it from a point of we're going to be best friends. Like, hello. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, it just kind of, I think it helps make things easier. Yeah. Well, with, with my thing is, I like to pick people's brains, uh-huh. you know. And then it, it's like, it's, I, I guess it, it, it sounds toxic to say, but I, I like to be able to, when I talk to you through one conversation, be able to understand your whole life story. And usually it's like, I, I always get it right. But there's certain people I just, I won't do that with. I have a, I have a buddy named Shannon, uh, and we just we talk about what we're interested in and you know we talk a lot about like what's going on in our lives but i don't try and deep dive into what's going on in his head same as you guys i i don't i don't pick your guys's brains like i would anybody else but that's also you know i'm really big into psychology so from my point of view meeting a stranger is like oh i i can i can have one conversation with you and just understand you know a lot about you a lot of times I do, you know, like uh-huh. a lot of people I meet, you know, um, especially like with coworkers and all, new coworkers, I'll be able to pick their brains and be like, well, I bet you like this. Well, yeah, yeah, I do, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And like understanding, now th- this part is where it might sound like toxic, um, when it comes to like people's mental health, I'm talking to you, I can get a good understanding of your, your mental health. You know, so I I take a deep dive into that without talking to you about it, you know. And then when they open up, I'm like, 
Oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's necessarily toxic. I mean, it's not like it's, you're using it in a way that, that hurts people. Yeah, I, like, I'm not a manipulative person. Not, right. I, 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 just, I just like understanding how people's to, to individual brain works. Yeah, yeah, you just want to understand them. So yeah. Did you want to go next? Um, what about me intrigues you? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe your your approach to life, like how you're you're there for people, like like I know we've talked about this already, but but you are you're there for people a lot, and then you're a hard worker. Just mm-hmm. yeah, that. there's a, a number of qualities that are kind of rare today. I think. Yeah, that, that you like have like commitment to people and and hard work. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like you know take care of everyone you know uh-huh. it's kind of like my my role it's like i, I want to make sure you're good because I, I don't stress i try not to stress about life you know yeah. like my life's good no matter what i got clothes right. on my back i got a roof over my head and i got food to fill yeah, my belly the carefree i don't i don't i don't yeah, care about carefree you know. perspective is also yeah. something. so it's like at that point since i don't have too much concern about uh-huh. what everyone else's worries are uh, I like helping people. You well, know. and it feels like you know, it's the the me me thing that you hear all the time. It's like everybody is interested in what they're interested in. Yeah. They don't take time to consider other people or yeah. to you know. And that's where I feel like I'm different because it's like I want to know who you are. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I want to know what interests you, and I I want to you know like it, and if it's someone that's close to me. I want to know what your needs are, so that way, you know, if I can help in any way, I'd be glad to. And it's not like it's a charity thing. I don't, I don't, I don't pity people, you know, because right. yeah, I just I find that wrong. I I look at it more as like, oh, I I help you. Don't worry about it, you know. Yeah, basically, it's like a, yeah, and, you know, like uh, you, you know, so much as one sentence can go a long way with someone. Um, with you. Uh, Jacob, I gotta mm-hmm. say, like, thing that most intrigues me about you is, is, like, I guess not intrigues, I, I guess I couldn't say, but, like, the most, like, the biggest thing, like, with you is how much you've grown. Okay. You know, I, I really, I, I like seeing how much you've grown, like, you know, you've, you've really blossomed into your, your, your own self. I know it's, I know it always sounds strange, because, like, you know, I'm 19, you know, you're you're older than me, yeah. but I, I really, I really enjoy, like, seeing your guys' growth, mm-hmm. you know, especially, like, with you, because you were very, when I first met you, you were very, like, you know, Yeah, tense, I was not great tense, back not then. into it, and you just, it, I don't want to say completely different you, you know, oh. I've always, you're, you're you, you yeah. know, in my eyes, but, like, you're, like, a, a stronger, more optimistic self-loving you and you just you you got more of a go-get-it attitude than what you used to have i really value seeing that growth in you yeah i appreciate that that's a beautiful way to put it i like that yeah and then um caleb i gotta say uh i feel like if i'm being honest i feel like it's the same with you too like you you've grown in a different way than jacob like in your own in your mm-hmm. own uh, little way, 
And especially like um I know like with with politics you change completely three sixty no nearly completely three sixty and you're you're like me now with it where you just like you're out of it because that yeah. it's it's not as much a concern. You just live in and the I, the world that you Yeah. You know, the daily and, day today. Yeah. And when I when I first met you I feel like you focused uh, quite a good bit on a it. Lot. A lot. Like you're a very politically intrigued person and I, I like I like seeing you kinda step out and be more Relax like more. You know, yeah, you're more relaxed and yeah, I definitely. I know it's a lot different than what I talked to Jacob about, but it's like it, it it you stepping away from certain things and just relaxing changed you in a very positive manner. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you know that you can't really control and that you you focus on all the time and you just get kind of nuts about it, honestly. A lot of people yeah. do. And I think saying you know, I don't really have the power to do anything in this situation. Um, and also admitting that, you know, you're one person with a small perspective. And, you know, just try and and take a step back and live in your, your day-to-day life with the people that, you know, that you love and doing the things that you enjoy. Exactly. Don't worry about the rest of it. You see, yeah, exactly. It's like you, you, like you, you kind of built it. So I'm just kind of trying to build off of it. It's like you, you live life more to the fullest than you originally did uh-huh. because you were focused on. No, I won't. I don't want to say non-important things, but to your to your personal being. Things beyond your power. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Just, yeah. You know, and, and now it's like. Now that you kind of stepped away from it. To a degree, I don't even like saying, like, beyond your power. Because it seems to say that it's, like, more important or more, you know, overwhelming than you. No. Your personal life, your personal well-being, and your emotional state is the most important thing. Yeah. Is the most powerful thing. And when you realize that, you can get out from under all of those other Things. Yeah, like when you when you stepped away from that bigger picture that everyone looks at and focused on your your own your own like following you 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 it was like a it was like a spiritual maturing in a way mm-hmm. you know I it's not like it's not like a, yeah it was like a, know, like a it, spiritual it like, revolution like, or yeah like I said philosophical enlightenment you know just kind of enlightenment <coughs> on your own life right. Yeah. Alright, you want to go, Jacob? So, this question says it one way, but I kind of want to edit it. It says, what do you think my superpower is? But I kind of want to, I want to change it up and be like, what, if you had a superpower, what would you want it to be? So, I'm not going to start off with that. I'll, I'll go last. So, I'll let Caleb go first with the answer. Like, what would you, what would your superpower be if you had one? Um, what would my superpower be? Oh! I always like this question. Because yeah, because we have gotten into... Jacob like, doesn't like it. Doesn't like my answer. I would choose the ability to manipulate matter on a subatomic level. 
Because essentially, then I could do whatever I wanted. Fair <laughs> you know, I, if I, I could like reorganize matter from like quarks and protons and electrons and like nothing, the very small smallest bits, you can essentially do whatever the hell you want. Well, you see, can be invisible. The idea of you that can fly. It, yeah. it freaks me a out a bit. The idea yeah. of having that type of power, though, because like you said, you'd be a god. What would you do with that power? You never really know. So it's a bit like if you had three wishes. What would you, you know, wishing for more wishes? Yeah. It's a bit like that. Yeah. I would choose the power that would give me the power to manipulate the existence of the universe. So my idea yeah. with that is the, like, I feel like that question should have restrictions when we usually talk about it. But right now I'm just like, okay, we're, we're talking about this. I think people should know what you think. Right. So. Okay. I- <laughs> You know, I got to say, I, I don't want to copy your answer, but I, I really like that. And it's only for the perspective of, like, like I said, I, I enjoy helping people and I, I enjoy seeing the world. So I'd be able to see the world uh-huh. and just be able to help so many people, not on, like, a monetary value, but I could I could give you an abundance of other natural wealth, you know, I, you know. And I, I think I'd like that. You could solve a lot of world issues with that. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to originally say be, like, flying, insane, you know. But, you know. Yeah. I, I was originally going to say, like, teleportation or flying because of, like, seeing the world. But, like, you know, because that's, like, I just want to travel the world, too. But I, I really like that because, like, looking at it, you could, you could, you can do so much good. I, I, I'm just, I, I, I mean, I'm sure I'd probably, like, get by with a couple of things to help me out, you know, like, especially, like, being able to fly and stuff, you know, make it to where I could see the world, but you'd be able to do so much, like, I, I, like, how much I could end up helping my mom out, you know? Well, it'd be funny, because I also considered flight as my answer, and then I'm like, I'm terrified of heights, that would be horrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, to be fair, I don't, you know, I'm my, one of my biggest fears is being in a plane, so. Well, like, okay, so I want to give my answer for the whole question first and then I want to sort of highlight my reason for why I wouldn't want that power in particular okay so I would want energy manipulation so being able to create like force field things like that being able to like because it, it gives you you can create a force field you can fly with it it gives you sort of similar sort of aspect but you're not like on god level where you can like completely break something down or like so like I would like create force fields like fire energy blasts kind of like base level Scarlet Witch and like Invisible Woman just like being able to create constructs and stuff like that. The reason why I wouldn't want the ability to manipulate matter on a, on like a subatomic level like like you would want is because I would not be able to be responsible with that power. Yes, I would want to help people with it, but the thing is I would want to help people to the point where I feel like it would end up being I'm choosing what's right for people in my view. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm, like, creating these things and everything else on these people, but we can't... But but for me, it would be like, oh, I'm helping you. No, you're not. Like, that would be my 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 view on it. Like, I feel like I couldn't handle that amount of power without helping people in my way. And I, I, can an issue. I can understand that. Yeah. You know, that's why, like, 
that's why I like I, I I couldn't help people on like you know say a monetary scale or anything just because I I look at money as like a greedy thing. You know? Cause it's like I, I but like money's good. <coughs> money's great. Don't get me wrong. I I like I like material things, but I I don't need them. So like, and then like, you'd have to really separate feelings from yeah what's right. Cause so like, I can understand. With that. Scarlet Witch, when she gets her full level level power, she's able to manipulate reality. My mental health would not do well with that. I would be bringing people back left and right. I would be creating false worlds and everything else. Like, I would not be able to handle it. When you say manipulation of energy, though, if you think about it, there is a lot of possibilities there for those kind of... Well, then let's say, like, being able to, like, absorb, like, electricity and turn it into force fields, things like that. Create constructs, like, like, shields and things like that. She would have, like, Green Lantern's powers. No, like Invisible Woman's. Well, yeah, I guess Green Lantern is also similar powered, but I wouldn't want it to be based on a ring and being able to control my will. Like, I want it to be, like... You create things out of... Out of energy. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, saying, oh, I'm going to manipulate the the energy of the sun or anything like that. Like, I can, like, put out energy, my own own will energy, like, like, say, yeah, like Green Lantern. And you like, can create if you're constructs energy and stuff. And you're talking like kinetic energy. You could literally freeze somebody. Yeah. In like but, movement, that you know, there's all kinds of different, different. But when ways I that that say that, I'm meaning like you know, like my personal energy that I can like put out. Right, you're meaning like an invisible woman type. Yeah, um, like like being able to or, yeah, or or like you said, like sort of like Green Lantern. Like yeah, it's right. similar, but it's not the same. Gotcha. If I'm being honest, though, I don't consider it a superpower, so I don't count it. Um, but if if I could if I could have any of like the natural TV, like you know what you usually see on TV for like magical powers, definitely that instead. But like, talking superpowers, definitely what you said. Like uh, just imagine being able to be like you know how they portray like witches and stuff in television. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know that 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 I can understand, but I don't consider that a superpower. That's why I didn't say that. Yeah. But there's also like, you know, okay, so I know I don't want to get too much into this because we have another another question to go through and everything. But when you consider it if you had that type of power you'd be tempted to like cure cancer and do other things like that with it. Like obviously you'd have to. If you had that kind of power, you have to do something with it. But there are things that people go through in my mind, like in my spiritual sort of look at it. People go through things because there are lessons that need to be learned in people's lives. So if I was to have that superpower, I don't know if I'd be able to use it. So my line would be, my, like, like I'd be too drastic. Either well, I don't use it at all or I overuse it. I guess that, I guess that really comes down to whether these powers come with an amplified understanding. If I understand matter on a subatomic level i understand the repercussions then you are essentially a god you're an omnipotent you know how the world works and maybe at that point you understand why things are done the way they're done right see that's the thing i'd have to like remain anonymous for the whole thing and that's only because i i would never want to be looked at as like some sort of god either i mean you could here's the thing yeah you could come out and say oh i have this see how people react if they react poorly, you just rearrange your face and blend well, in. I mean, that's true. But I, I would, I would, 
do everything, you know, to make sure I, it's not known that I'm doing it. And that, that's only for the fact, like, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't want, I, I, I couldn't imagine anyone, I like, idolizing yeah, me past, like, a big brother perspective. Yeah. You know, I, like, and another thing is, too, like, definitely, like, with the curing cancer and all, like, you, in your mind, you can make, like, the perfect utopia. But without life lessons, there's always going to be, there's the thought that there's always still going to be, like, bad people doing wrong things. Yeah. Well, it's like, if, the thing is, oh, let me see. Um, It's like if you said, well, I'm going to create money from atoms in the whatever. Well, then it doesn't really work, does it? Because if it, you could, if you could create money to do away with, say, poverty or hunger, well, then we'd just print the money. That's just not how it works. That's not yeah, how value right. works. Yeah. And so there are aspects in this world that I don't think really work to that way, in that way. Right. So I think that would also come into play. I mean, I think if you start popping gold everywhere, it just doesn't have the same meaning at that point. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I look at it from a perspective past money. You know, that's why I said, like, I I don't, like, I wouldn't just go and find a poor family and give them $100 million, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like I would would give them everything they need to the level. I think you have to set, like, a threshold, right? Yeah. If there's a meteor hurtling towards the planet, brick it up. If there's a volcano... About to wipe out an island or something. You know, you have to, like, set where you want to come in and where you don't, basically. Yeah. yeah. Base level superpower, though, I'd go shape-shifting. That would be really cool. That'd be uh, a yeah. cool one. Yeah, shape-shifting. You know. Imagine being able to freeze time, too. I, could, I couldn't do that one, though, because... I'd like that one. I, I'd, I'd yeah. like that one. Because, like, you could go and see, like, the world... And when you come back, it, it, not even a minute's past. They, you know, you're still having the you same conversation. Things? Yeah, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll do my workouts in like pockets of frozen time. Yeah. So that then you're like, oh, no time has really passed, so I'm good. Like, I don't have Just to. In one second, you see, you see, like this person in. The next second, he's completely different. Completely now different he's like person. abs and just muscle all over. How the hell did you do that in two weeks? <laughs> Um, Family secret. Yeah. I eat there. my vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> if you're putting like greens. an unlimited thing on that, where you can just freeze time in a pocket dimension and then pop back into reality whenever you want, you can essentially become a god there yeah, too. Yeah, there's no consequence. Yeah. Well, because you, you know, you take enough time to understand the secrets of the universe. Right. You start you reading and then and, and do whatever you want then. Or you can change history, or well, maybe you not go back in time, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things there. Anyway, next question. Yeah, what are you more afraid of, failure or success, and why? I would say I understand what the question is asking. Like, if you if you get success, or what people claim is success, you know, in air quotes, success. Um. Does it make you happy? Are you fulfilled? I get that. I get it all. But uh, I would say failure every time. Because it's one of those like, if I have success and I'm not happy with it, well then I know now. Whereas if you never get there and you never know that it's not 
you know, fulfilling or, you know, satisfying or whatever, well, then you just don't know it. You know, you're, it's like that, you know what I'm saying? Do you understand? So I take, I say failure every time. See, I'm, I'm completely different. And, that, and that's only because I, I'd be more afraid of success for the reason, like, I'm not a complacent person. I'd always want to be doing better. And like with fit, when things come down to failure, it's not like I shrug it off. Uh, I'm, I'm, I certainly take it, and it hurts. But the thing is, like every time you fail at something, you learn something different. You know, so you're constantly growing in your knowledge about whatever you're after. You're constantly able to strive to get better. So I, I don't, I don't fear failure. And, you know, I, I take it as like a. I take it as like a. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's it's a learning experience. I I'm, I'm never scared to learn. Yeah. You know? no, sometimes I mean, I it, think... it it like I said, it hurts, but it it's okay because you if, can try you can try again. I think if success is stagnant, then yeah, I think that's true. I think it would it would be kind of frustrating. I, that's the thing. I that, that that's where I come off like no matter how successful it is, it's like I, I, I'd like to do more. Mm. I'm a person that's always constantly into something. So once I get successful at this, I got to be successful at this new thing, mm. you know, so. Well, that's like, I, I feel like I'm a mix of both. I have a fear of failure and a fear of success because like you said, failure is a learning tool. So yes, obviously you're you're afraid of failing, but failing a few times helps, but like what happens when you continue feeling is like in my mind. So like for instance, I sent in my book to my 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 first book that I wrote and into multiple literary agents. Everything kept getting rejection letters. Sat down for a new book and decided to work for myself and do myself. So I self published. Learned from my failures with with literary agents and everything else because. I wasn't what they were looking for or because they had too many books already on these subjects or whatever. But then also there's that fear of success because it's like, what happens now? Like now that I'm actually successful, how do I one up that? How do I keep pushing without falling back into old habits or something like that? You, You know, so it's a bit of both for me. Like I fear failure because what if it continues and then I fear success because... What if it doesn't? See, I think that's like, there's an interesting, interesting question there because a lot of times we, the way we define words matters, right? So when we talk about success, there's emotional success, financial success, you know, there's so many different ways you could define that. If we're talking like business, if I made a couple million dollars and I could just sail off, I would not have a problem with that success. And then the question is emotional success. You know, what are you doing to fill your time? You know, what are you, who are you spending your time with or your energy with? You know, those kind of things. I think it really depends. Yeah. With, with my thing about failure compared to success, too, is like I, I feel like a lot of people's reasoning behind fearing failure is mainly based on other people's expectations, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, as a as a kid, I always wanted to meet everyone else's expectations. I never had expectations for myself, but but now that I'm older, I like 
without sounding like a dick, I don't care what your expectations are of me. Right. I, I set my own, you know. So if I fail, it's a self-reflection. It's not, well, is this person going to be mad? Is this person going to be upset? I don't, I don't care about that. If you're upset with me, that's a you problem. You need to self-reflect. Right. I failed. That's on me. I right. learned from it. I'll try again. Right. You know? Yeah, I like that. Well, I have another one. I want to get to you if you don't not care. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? Favorite yeah. karaoke song? Yeah, your go-to karaoke song. Uh. <laughs> so, it's funny. And the reason it's my go-to karaoke song is because of my friends. Uh, I don't sing. But Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. Anytime we're driving somewhere, <laughs> we jam out to it every time. And we all sing. And, uh, I, w- I would say for me, pretty much anything Shania Twain. Like, yeah, I love country if, and Shania Twain or, or Reba. If I were drunk enough, I would say anything by Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah, Cindy Lauper's pretty great too. But yeah. yeah. Yes, but yeah, I feel I like know. I have to say a, sing- a singular song then. Do I have to? I mean, or is I it just care. like an artist is good? I I don't care. It's it's up to us, I guess. Yeah, it it's like Shania Twain. Me. Anything Shania Twain, pretty much. Yeah. What about you? Cindy Lauper, then. Cindy Lauper. Okay. I mean, if I had to pick, girls just want to have fun. Is it's fun, a good is yeah, great. it's a good song. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, if 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 I, if I got drunk, I'd probably you know drunk, sing along. Sing that, yeah. yeah. When I yeah. Heard, when I saw this question, it kind of like you know I thought of that scene. I don't know you know if you've seen the show, but Bones. She sings, she sings it at karaoke. Yeah, in one of the scenes, and I really love that. Yeah, because that character is not really one to express real emotion mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's, I think that's a good thing. But I think did you have any more? Or are you? Um, I kind of had two more. If you guys didn't care. Okay. Um, the first one is. What subject do you think I thrived in at school, and did I fail any? What subject do we think you thrived at, and did you fail any? Yeah, for each one, you know, each one of Well, us. it's like I've kind of already answered this question a bit, but I'd say history you probably thrived at. I'd say so. Um, math I was really good at. Yeah, uh, math was going to be my second. English, I never failed any classes. Um, I always had, like, A's and B's. Uh, I got a C one time, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, English was always like my worst. Um, I was gonna subject. say English. English would be um, my. English was my <coughs> worst subject, and that was that was only because I didn't take an interest in it, like I did math or history, mm-hmm. and and science, anything science. Like those three were like I was constantly into, but all of my English teachers really didn't engage enough. And like the way I I like English and like English literature, you know they 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 very uh, much focused on what English is supposed to be about, you know, writing and everything. So they'd give you a lot of prompts and everything, and just tell you, hey, write an essay about this, or, or read this news article and write an essay on it. But I I like getting deep into it. So if I'm writing an essay on something, I don't want to I don't want it to be about the fucking. Sorry, the uh, the weather in Aruba. You know, right. I want to talk about something interesting. I have two stories that are kind of interesting. First off, like school was always 
I was one of those people who it was just easy, right? Yeah. I didn't have to really try. I didn't have to study. I did really great on all my, you know, all my standardized tests and all that stuff. And I think I got like a 24 on my ACT, like a composite 24. Yeah. Um, uh, See, I got a 23, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that partially that was a, that was a good thing for me. That I could just kind of do it without trying. Yeah. And on the other end of it, there were definitely times where I was like, why would I, why would I apply myself? I don't have to. Like, I yeah. could do better, but why, you know, if I don't need to? See, that was... Like, somebody asked me if I was going to take the ACTs again. And I was like, no, I got a 24. Like, average is like, I think 21 or something. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um... But there were two classes that I failed and well one I did not fail, almost failed, and one that I that I did fail. Okay, which is really funny if you know me. Um so I was not great at math until high school. And then I got really good at math. I mean I wasn't like the the number one person at math, but I was up you know, I did really well. Um, and a lot of that was because I had really great teachers, you know, and things just kind of clicked. Um, and then I went and had Algebra 2 with the meanest, like, nastiest teacher. And everybody has them. Everybody has at least one of these people. Um, she was horrible. Like, I cannot explain. Like, I can't tell you how bad she was. And then I went to have surgery on my eye. Uh, you know, I'm blind in my left eye. And so I went to have surgery and I went and told her, I was like, you know, I'm going to be out for a while. I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I have to have surgery and then I don't know, you know, what the recovery is going to look like. And she asked me if it couldn't wait until summer. And I said, that's not usually how surgery works. <laughs> you know, when they yeah. tell you they want they you have to get surgery, they're not saying like, you know, well, you know, we'll put a couple months maybe. No. Um, so then I was off. I ended up off for like a week. Um, and when I went back, she just was not helpful at like she did nothing to help me catch up on that. And so I felt like none of that was made up. Um, and I nearly failed that class. And then at the last, this is how bad it was. Cause I was like freaking out. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to have to take this again. If I, you know, if I fail it. And I'm, um, so the final exams, I was so freaked out that I ended up like walking out when I was done. Cause I was there late because I, you know, I had a whole section that I just did not know. Um, so I ended up walking out and she had had us tear off the questions and the answer sheets. I don't know why, because she said to do it. So we did it. Um, cause she didn't like the flipping pages. I think is what it was. I don't know. Some stupid shit. Um, so I end up not thinking I turn in my answer sheet and I walk out with all my things and the question sheet. And I hear like over the intercom, they're calling my name and I'm like, what the fuck do they want? Like, what's going on? 
And they're like, um, you walked off with the test. So she had to like, for the, the other classes that she taught that she hadn't given the test yet, she had to create a new test because I had walked off with the questions and they were like, not okay with that. Gosh. <clears throat> um, I didn't get in trouble for it, thankfully, uh, but she was a horrible person, like absolutely worst person. And then the other class that I failed was Greek mythology. And I love Greek mythology, and I knew everything there is to know about Greek mythology. Well, I know a lot about Greek mythology. Probably one of my favorite things. What happened was they said that they were going to do some online courses, and we could sign up for these courses. And I saw Greek mythology, and I was super excited. And I do not do online learning well. And so I just didn't do them. The ones that I did, I did very well in, but I did not do like 75% of the class. I just never turned it in. Um, and that ended up being a, a horrible for my grades, but it, you know, it is what it is. The closest I ever came to like failing was, um, so all the way up till junior year, I never showed any work for my math. Mm -hmm. That was because I, I did it all in my head. And I just read the answer, you know, any of it. I took algebra two in my sophomore year, and then my junior year I got pre. Uh, yeah, junior year I got in the pre calc, and not showing work was not okay. So she deducted points off the test, and it just it just ruined my scores completely. She was like, "All your answers are right, but you got to be cheating because you don't show any work." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, I, I do it all in my head. I've never had an issue with this, you know. So I had to, I had to write down all my work, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it popped back up. Mm -hmm. You know, my grade. I, I was, I was so mad about that though, because, you know, it's like it was so tedious. Right. Because I, I can sit there and like, uh, yeah. math just clicked. Right. So it didn't take me long. So I could get whiz through the test, turn it in, be done with it. But then I, I'd, I'd solve it in my head, and then I'd be like. I got to write it out. Right. <laughs> so I'd write it out and then finally turned it in and it, my grade ended up popping back up. But then I took uh, college math <coughs> online my senior year mm -hmm. and you didn't have to show any work for it. So I was, I was so thankful. <laughs> I could just sit there and do it in my head and then put it in there and be done with it. And, that, and that actually kind of reminds me of just another very short bit is um, we got this really wonderful set of uh, like textbook encyclopedia type deals, you know, and so between um, algebra two and um, trigonometry, I actually taught myself a fair bit of trigonometry from these books, like over the summer, because I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, it sounds like a dork or uh, you know, but I thought it was neat. And so we go in, and the teacher isn't there. Because I think she was having a child or something of that regard. She was out for a while. Um, and of course, that bitch from Algebra 2 comes over and tells us to come over to her class. She doesn't have a class in, so come over to her room and, and do it. And I'm like, I just got out of her damn class. I don't want to go back there. I'm looking at everything. I got this. I know exactly. I was the only person in the room who knew what the fuck I was doing. But and I get my stuff together and I walk over to this bitch's class. 
But, you know, I did know what I, what I was doing, so I didn't have to ask her for anything, thankfully. I never got a detention, but one time during American Sign Language, I accidentally called my teacher a bitch instead of saying thank you. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> so with thank you, and I'll explain it for the podcast, this is thank you. Palm is facing towards, like, your neck, and your fingers oh. are on your chin, and you just, you know, put it down. You know, you're touching your chin, and you put it down. Bitch, it's like this. It's straight. You know, so fingers towards you, thumb pointed inward, and you go like this. That means bitch. And, you know, I, I wasn't thinking, so I just went like this. And she was like, are you kidding me? I was like, she's like, RJ, are you kidding me? I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, what? And she was like, you just called me a bitch. I was like, no, I didn't. I said, thank you. She's like, no, thank you, bitch. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was so embarrassed because the class was all looking at me with, like, big eyes when she said, you called me a bitch. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> with with you, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because mm-hmm. I know you didn't enjoy school. I feel like you you might have had, like, a favorite subject. And if anything, it was probably, like, English because you enjoy writing. But I feel like if I had to assume you did just since you didn't like school, you just didn't take a liking to any of it. Well, I, I liked I liked school. My issue was my my mental health and stuff really kept me from going. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I I I liked I liked English, I liked creative writing and stuff like that, and science were my two subjects that I would really excel at. The one where I like was complete shit at was math. And interesting stories since we're sort of bringing up stories from, from school and everything. I missed like, over half a year of school one year. And, granted, I never graduated. Dropped out before. <laughs> but missed, missed a, and like, half a year of, of school. And they call me into the principal's office and everything to talk about it. And I have a failing grade in geometry. My other classes I was keeping up with mostly. And failing grade in geometry. And... The counselor comes in with, okay, so you have a failing grade in this class, but because the, the vice principal is all up in arms about you missing school, how did, like, they, she asked the vice principal, how does he have a failing grade in this class, but he's still the highest grade in this class? Because everybody was failing this teacher's class. It, it was a geometry class for the year. And somehow I still had the highest grade, even though I missed half the year. And then the next year, pretty much the same thing happened because I missed a bunch of school and different teacher, but was this, was my former teacher's father and same thing happened. Missed a bunch of school, was failing that class, but still the highest failing grade in that class because they were all failing. So I hate math. So that's pretty much... Mm-hmm. My thing. With state testing, it, it was funny. Um, my actual teacher for geometry was pregnant, and everybody was failing her class until she went on. Until she left. Live, and oh. the sub came in, and then everybody excelled in the class. I think the lowest grade was like a C. That's it was funny. a high C. And we had state testing for it, and that was my freshman year. So we had state testing for it, and when 
we got finished with the state testing, everybody had low scores on it anyway. And uh, that next year, they took it off as a requirement for state testing. So we were the last year to test in geometry. Oh, that's and we were so pissed. Everybody. Like, when they came in and told us, like, you know, newcoming sophomores and um, freshmen that are accelerated classes, you don't have to state test on geometry anymore. Uh, they took it off as a requirement. And, like, we, we lost our shit. <laughs> we, we lost it. And, uh... That that was yeah, I was pretty mad about that. But the only thing I was happy about with the accelerated classes was I finished my uh state testing up a year early, so I didn't have to worry about any of that oh, anymore. That's nice. yeah. yeah, then I just you know then I just I had, had to some do college the college credit that I never used. <laughs> yeah, I, I had some but yeah, I didn't I didn't use them. I feel like when it comes to school I was much more drawn to the creative subjects, creative uh -huh. side of school. So like that. creative writing, art, choir band things like that and then of course like science and english i sort of roll into those sort of categories because you know you 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 read in, in english class and science you're like hands-on experimenting i love that kind of stuff i kind of wish that we had more like i don't more weighted and i say weighted weighted probably has a an educational meaning but i mean like i wish we had like people in schools who could direct people better. I mean, yeah. and we, we're supposed to, and some of them are better than others, but, like, I wish there was a way to say, okay, well, you clearly gravitate towards creative stuff, so we're going to put you in kind of, like, a lower grade of this stuff, like, a you know, an easier kind of hard sciences, maths, and all that stuff, and we're going to focus you here or focus on the their other talents, way. Not or on just like, pushing them through the curriculum. Right. right. Not just like, oh, yeah. okay, well, you've got to do A, B. Like, no, I think it yeah. would, we'd have a much better. Right now, it's good to strengthen like that individualism. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. It's, it's good to strengthen their talents, and they don't do that anymore. Now yeah. they're like, well, you need to learn it this way. You need to get through this. And this uh -huh. is your, this should be your only concern. And then when they get out to college and all, and they can't pick a major. And, it's like you you wonder why, you know, you wonder why so many people drop out or drop out of college or they don't yeah. pursue their high school dreams, you um, know. And it's be it's because you 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 strength you strengthen them and what they don't need to be strengthening, you know, like strengthening instead of pushing them towards what they want to do, uh -huh. you know. Um, with the whole like uh, teaching and everything, uh, spin with it is uh, my chemistry teacher. He ended up quitting halfway through the year, but uh, there was only three people with A's in his class, and everyone else was lower, and everyone complained about the way he taught, so they switched a lot of them to online and everything, and eventually the whole class online, but I, I love the way he taught, you know, because I just understood it, and, and another reason another reason he quit was because uh, students made fun of him for being gay. You know, which was mm. just not right. Yeah, that's and, sad. Uh, I was going to say something similar, not like, you know, to those degrees, but I kind of, I kind of feel for some teachers, there's obviously some people who either they've been in there too long or they just never should have gone into teaching to begin with. Yeah, they're just doing it just because it's a job that they think mm -hmm. is going to be easy. 
But when I think about the classes that I excelled in, it was always because of the teacher. Yeah, the teacher. You know, I mean, yeah, there were things that I enjoyed, things that I was good at. But, you know, I think that if, you know, like I was good at math, I had good math teachers who showed me that I could be good at math. And then I had one terrible math teacher who made me not want to ever do anything with math. And so I really... Like, you know, I know that there was another one, there was a teacher at the school I went to after I graduated who was also there for a very short time and ended up, like, leaving because the kids were horrible. Uh, my Spanish teacher, she, I didn't, that's another one that I never really did well in, uh, but she was great. I liked my Spanish teacher and I liked Spanish class. I TA'd for her after I got out of Spanish class. Like after I had done all of them in um, my fourth year. But like the there were some kids that were just horrible to her. And it was she was the nicest person. And you know, when when you're a teacher in that position, I really feel for him. Yeah. And that was the thing with him. Like they, they all picked on him and they all complained to like the principal and everything about how he taught. But the way he taught, he was very interactive. Uh-huh. You know, so while he was teaching it, you know, he put the uh, chemical equation up on the board and it's, it's simple math, you know, really uh-huh. when it comes down to chemistry, it's, it's not yeah, that difficult. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say it's not that difficult. That that makes me sound like an like, ass. Like an ass. No. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just like when you look at it past like, oh my God, this is chemistry and chemistry takes math. It It's. When you don't it's, look at it like it's hard, yeah, it's less it's, hard. It's, it's yes, exactly. <laughs> it, they they take basic math to put it towards you know. I think that happens know. a lot though, and this kind of idea that like you have to be a genius to do A, B, or C, and it's like, well, no, you don't really. Yeah. And you know, if we stopped saying stuff like that, maybe kids would do a bit better at it. Yeah. So, like for instance, I put up on the board. This is just random. He'd put up, all right, you have a hydrogen atom, then you have an oxygen atom, and you have another oxygen atom. Solve that. You know? And and people would be like, I don't know how to solve that. Well, you you put the molecules together, you know? It's it's just H, you know, H2O, you know? Yeah. You know, hydrogen, hydrogen, uh, yeah. I just, and that that was the biggest thing, like, they, they didn't like that with him. You know, I don't, I don't understand why. Cause mm-hmm. that, that, he's like he's quizzing you the whole time. And another thing I enjoyed, he he'd get into huge history lessons about chemistry, and it was always so fascinating. And, and no one liked that either. You know, and you're like, oh, I just want to, I just want you to give me the test so I can get it done and get out of here. But like, yeah. Um. So, did you guys have any more questions? No, any I more think questions? I'm good. I don't question why, but you can go ahead. This is the you know this is the last one, but I th- I thought it would be a good one. Uh, so the question is, what character would I play in a movie? So, what character do you what think? Character, so yeah, like well, anything from popular like, culture. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like uh, like uh, popular culture or your your like a uh, role. You, you, you <laughs> <Marvin> the <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. All right, this is gonna Marvin sound bad, but. Who's Marvin the Martian? Oh my god. Oh, that Martian dude? Oh, I didn't know that was his name. Oh my god. 
Really? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Marvin. <laughs> but yeah, I can see it. He always came off as like very odd to me. Yeah. And very kind of like full of energy and like just a little eccentric. Kind of like, yeah. A bit eccentric. Yeah, eccentric was a good word. Okay. For you, like. For me? I feel like now this is not oh a specific character, but like you, I mean this in no offense, Jacob, you, you play like that mom and like <laughs> the sitcom or what, you know, whatever it may be, you know. I can like, see that. I like yeah, that. Okay. You, you know, you're like, the mom. like this is my damn house. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is my damn house. You know, you ain't gonna be acting like that in here. Take that shit outside. <laughs> um, Caleb. I can see Bugs Bunny for Caleb. Boy, that? The sarcasm mixed with like the comedy. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I like that. Like that whole thing with the Nimrod, you know, from the practice episode. Yeah, that's yeah. him to a T. Yeah. Like yeah, definitely. I think definitely. that's yeah. I think that's definitely fits fits kill that type of character. And then you like yeah. Even without Marvin Martian, quirky characters I feel like would be good for you. Like a quirky like kind of character like that type, like an alien. Oh, what's the the um, what's the Doc Brown from Back to the Future? Oh yeah, well, yeah. Just any like really, you look at them and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, Crazy mad scientists and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I I can understand it. I you know, so. I I mean, I get on and tangents about ridiculous characters. Things. Yeah. So like, you're like you're like Bugs Bunny. You're Claire from Modern Family. Yeah. Oh. And just she does this thing where like if she's giving bad news. Or like she something terrible happened and she smiles. I do that. Caleb does that too. I yeah. do that really bad. It'll like, be like some you know, we were in book club one time and it was like a really dark book talking about all these like horrible things happening. And I'm sitting over there like laughing, like giggling. Yeah. The people are looking at me like, What is going and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, you know, like really bad didn't, stuff going on. Didn't the like, leader like didn't actually also sort of yeah, 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 yeah. There's, but that's yeah, that's how I am. That, that's my approach with like dark humor and like st- stupidity in humans. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, like people will be like, "Oh, why would you do that?" And I'm sitting there like laughing my ass off, like "You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that?" <laughs> now, if we had to talk about roles, I feel like I feel like you would be, I feel like you. You definitely take a lead role just the way you carry yourself, Caleb. No. Jacob, I'm you, 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 character. I'd say you're supporting. You yeah, know, you're I supporting could see that. Like, but like an important. You I know, think like, I'm also sort of. I could. I am like, a supporting like character. Like that, that best could, friend that just pushes him. Uh-huh. You know, that extra. He might die at the end, but it's spin-off always hard to <laughs> <laughs> You know. But I feel like it's I'm also like, that character has spin off potential. But the show, yeah. but the show doesn't it. end up making it. Yeah, yeah. like because Joey you, from because, Friends, you know, he has a like, spinoff and doesn't make it. Yeah, because you are a supporting like character at heart. Yeah, you know? yeah. like it just doesn't work. Yeah. It works with the group ensemble though. If you were to try that, but no. And then when and then, you you take your spinoff and it's like this this like wacky you know like betrayal. Yeah, yeah. you you definitely I feel like you're the like the lead role like just straightforward like. 
this is my shit. This is my shit. You know who earns it. Not meaning this in a negative way, but you're like that quirky relative that pops in. Everybody's like, oh shit. Oh cool. Uncle so and so's here. What are we going to do now? Like, you're like, I don't know if you've seen Bewitched. No. Okay, so there's this character, Uncle Arthur, who pops in. It's always like, fucking things go crazy. And he's just like a nut job. But like that's kind of the character you would play as like the the relative like pops in and like you know I'm, one I'm really glad you guys didn't like... say Jeffrey Dahmer oh, so no. you know because of my looks <laughs> you know one that I did not that I never really felt like a love for is that uh, National Lampoon's Vacation like series yeah but you said the crazy uncle and I just thought oh about Uncle Eddie it's cousin Eddie cousin Eddie yeah cousin Eddie <laughs> see I told you I didn't like him. And that kind of reminded me of that. Like, yeah. Just the weird, the, like the ones that you have. Caleb to, don't like you, RJ. Like, like, no, like you have to look at them. You're like sometimes you wonder, like, what, what is the that? Hell? Almost the, the general population is looking at them like, what is going what on? But then there's that? that small group, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all the crazy people too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get that. I I get that. Like, I, mean, I hear that. I hear that a lot in person too. Like, like. A lot of times, like it sounds, it's not meant in a mean way, but I get, I get like, what is wrong with you? A lot, <laughs> like, 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 what is going on inside your brain? You're that character that a small group just watches the show for that character and the episodes that they pop up. Yeah, that's your character. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some family they compared me to like Dwight from The Office. Uh-huh. Yes, I can yeah, see that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, they're like. Yeah, just a bunch of like, just out there, out there, you know. Yeah. The, the person that shows up to a black tie affair and like tie dye clothing, you know, <laughs> something, something silly. Like, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Well, well. Anything I, else? Uh, you guys. Want? I don't think so. I think no, that about think wraps it up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, I hope that gave you viewers a little listen in on us as people and i hope you continue listening and going forward and join our quirky random shit show i think we're going to be posting every week uh we plan for every every saturday yeah i think so every saturday um we're also gonna have social well we have social media created um right now uh nothing's posted yet uh it's all under the qrs network because we are also doing a youtube channel um no videos just yet um but uh, that's also under the QRS network. Uh, we're just gonna be we're just gonna be doing a lot. Um, the the social media it's it's mainly just like plans. You know what's going on with us. You're gonna see random posts. We're gonna we're gonna tag who posts. Probably some all. short little snippets on TikTok, things like that. Yeah, um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and it's um, all under. The QRS network, network, right? Yeah, all under the QRS network. Um, and then if you guys email us or anything, that's uh, the QRS network at gmail dot com. Um, I, I I check I, I check all the emails mainly because right now it's it's all just trying to run through getting things started. So, um, and then of course on social media, the QRS network. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that wraps it up. Uh, yeah. Thank you to anyone who's listening, and we will catch you guys on the next episode.